You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Seminoles. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Drake here, and today I'm joined Mr. David Wise. Davey, how are you feeling right now? Davey just moved. Davey doesn't have internet. I do have a win coming today against Boston College. Yes, you do, and folks, sorry about the lack of content this week. As you can tell by the sound of my voice, I have not been feeling particularly well. If you spoke to Dave about a few days ago, he primarily was probably drafting up my will for the way I was sounding and feeling around, but... We're here to give you a quick little preview, 10 minutes or so, about the Boston College Eagles game today. It's taking place at 8 p.m. on primetime. Well, not on primetime. I think it's one ACC network tonight. Yeah, 8 o'clock, I think, on ACC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just dive right into it. Dave, where do you want to go off with this one real quick? Man, uh, this is a pick-your-poison kind of thing because Boston College isn't very good at much. Um, their defense isn't bad, but... Uh, they're fine at run defense. They're fine at coverage. Uh, the problem for Boston College in this game is they can't score. It, you said yesterday, I think it was in the group chat, that if they score more than 10 points in this game, um, that would be a really disappointing showing from our defense. There's, <laughs> Like you said, they have Zay Flowers. They're, they're, they're going to score something, probably. But this Boston College offense is bad, and it, it really does start up front. Um, we've preached how important the offensive and defensive lines are. Anything who knows anything about college football will tell you how important that is. Boston College offensive line is offensive. Am, am I right? It's offensive. Am I right in saying it might be the worst we play this year? This might be the worst offensive line we've seen in the past half decade. And I'm including most of the end of the Jimbo Fisher offensive lines, and also Woodhacker's offensive lines. Folks, they are down five stars from last year. <laughs> Four of them left to the NFL. One, Christian Mahogany, who wasn't all ACC caliber offensive linemen because Boston College typically has very good offensive linemen. He was out due to a leg injury to sustain during a pickup basketball game. And now you have not only one, but two starters being walk-ons. Mm. And these aren't Trayshawn Ward caliber walk-ons. These are kids that basically, like, it's basically next man up. And at this point now where if we had Jared Verse playing in this game, I would honestly feel for the fear for the safety of anyone in the back of Boston College. Right. So this is a Florida State defense that obviously we had really high hopes for coming into this year. We said again and again, this should be a top 25 defense and it should be absolutely a top five defensive line in all college football, especially when Jared versus healthy. So you're going to need to show me something this game defense. Um, Adam Fuller, I'm looking at you. We're going to need to see a dominant performance. There is no reason we shouldn't be able to aggressively get after the Boston College quarterback. There's no reason we shouldn't be living in the backfield, both on run plays and on pass plays. I, if, if we're going to be the team that is this 3-0 team, obviously Jordan Travis and the offense and Tate Rodemaker last week have picked us up um, and the defense bowed up against Louisville when they needed to. But this is the kind of game where you have to make a statement and say, no, it's not just the offense this year, which has been the strength of this team, weirdly enough. If this is going to be a well-rounded team that's going to compete for nine wins, we're going to need a defensive showing against the one team that should allow us to look like an elite defense. You need to impose your will up against Boston College. If you folks check out our, you know, sit down with A.J. Black that happened that we dropped on Friday or well, 
yesterday, obviously. <laughs> but overall, to me, this is a team with Boston College where Lodra Kovic, heading into this year, had all the you know first round hype based on his talent yep. and his arm and he, his production. This year, he has nobody blocking in front of him, but also you see he makes very, very painfully head-scratching decisions where you basically question yourself that in the fact that it's how are you in your fourth year and you're throwing that pass? When he's targeting Zay Flowers, decent quarterback because Zay Flowers probably is the number one wide receiver probably heading into the year in the entire conference. But now, when he goes out, when he goes you know outside the playbook, outside of his reads, he struggles immensely. And also... Last year, Snickley actually, Dave, I don't know if you know this, Bill Dracovic averaged almost six yards a carry last year. And this year, yeah. he's actually not running the ball as much at all whatsoever. And whether that's a discussion between him and the new offensive coordinator, neither here nor there. And also, apparently, there is some dissension in the locker room between the players and Coach Jeff Halfley, too. So this is a team that basically right now is trying to hold on at this point, And we will be the best defensive line they play up until Clemson. So to me, this is a game where we know where the offense is at. Jordan Travis coming back in. But to me, overall, we need this defense to basically. I I would love a shutout. I'm that, that's very hard in college football. But to me, I want no more than ten to fourteen points score for this defense. You need to impose your will. I want something similar to the Duquesne game we saw a few weeks ago. Yeah, and this game should be one of those where we fairly put it on the shoulders of the defense. Like because Boston College's defense is decent, I'm not expecting a fifty point point performance from the offense especially because we don't know what we're going to see out of Jordan Travis. We don't even know how much he's going to play in this game. Um, I, I don't think who is in at quarterback for us should matter in terms of whether we're sweating the outcome of this game. But Tate Rodemaker should be able to fairly score enough points that we're not worried about this game going into the fourth quarter, uh, simply because of our run game alone, if nothing else. But obviously the receiver room, you saw last week, even when it's Tate Rodemaker, he has the targets to make it happen. And uh, this this Boston College defense isn't exactly elite. They're good, but they're not elite. Um, yeah. So I, I think I with the expectation for me that you're going to see a decent amount of Tate Rodemaker in this game, that's, that is my expectation until it's proven otherwise. So I'm adjusting my expectations downward for what we're going to score. I mean, if we score in the 30s, that should be a What would you say about like, Tate? <laughs> what do you mean what I say about Tate? No, what would you say about Tate? You said he's played most of the game? I expect we're going to see him a decent amount in this game. Like, uh, even if we don't have to say Jordan Travis is good enough that he could play this whole game. There should be a point in this game where you've scored enough and you haven't allowed enough points that you could preserve Jordan Travis for the more important games on the ACC slate, because this one should be a laugher. So I don't care who you see at quarterback or what the, what the percentage is of which quarterback plays. We should be able to put enough points on the board that we tell the defense, just give the guys a break this time. The offense has been doing it the whole year. That that should be the formula going into this game, and you should be able to win this one. Like I don't know, just thirty-five to fourteen, seventeen, somewhere in there. And that, if, if that's the case, if that's the case, you're not putting Jordan Travis at the same level of injury risk. I think, and that is to me the most important thing in this game. If you're going to play Jordan Travis, you have to keep him safe and healthy because the big boy games are coming up. No, I completely agree with that. And also, I like how you said 35 to 14 because that's actually, I think, what uh, AJ Black put actually for his Eagle Insider actually prediction for this game overall because he has little to no faith actually in probably Boston College kind of showing up overall. Now, Dave, I think one fun stat to actually tell you about do you actually know what the net rushing average for Boston College running backs is heading in this game? Two yards? For running backs, it, it, it looks to be about a 1.8. 
When Zay Flowers is included, wow. it goes up to almost a two. So I know Fabian Lovett is still out. I know that yep. Jared Verse probably is still out. I think well, I think uh, what's his name, Malcolm Ray, actually think is, is actually going to be playing in this game primarily. Joshua Farmer too. I do want to see more of these younger players kind of step up and showcase how the rushing defense is, is actually for real because I don't think the Louisville game was a true indicator of how this defensive line is going to play because yep. it's you focus a lot on Malik Cunningham. I would and you saw how the game plan went and that's kind of how we won the game overall. But to me, overall, I need to see our running backs just excel and perform because the offense, because basically Boston College has allowed almost, I want to say, 500 total rushing yards throughout their first three games of the year. One of those games against Rutgers, another one's against Bain, another one against, is against Virginia Tech, one of the worst teams in the entire conference. So to me, the stars of the show should be Trayshon Ward and Trey Benson once again. So you don't have to overly rely on Jordan Travis. Yep. So yeah. to me, start the game out passing and then lean on your running backs. This is the game where you find out what you can lean on. I was just going to say, can in a game where you should or need to run, rely on your running backs, can we do it here? We're going to learn that in this game. I think you're right. I think we're going to feed Trayshawn Ward and Trey Benson an awful lot. And I really do think that should be good enough mixing in some passing plays. Uh, if, if this defense is as legit as we thought it was going to be, I don't want to say we'll learn that all in one game because that's a really small sample size, but I do really think we're going to learn a lot about the identity and capabilities of this defense in this game. Completely agree. So before we go, Dave, once again, we got to talk about this, not only prediction, but who is your player to watch on both the offensive and then defense side of the ball? On the offensive side of the ball, it has to be a running back this time, right? Um, I got to think this is one of those games where you're going to see Trey Benson goes, go crazy. Um, he's towards, if he's not number one, he's got to be number two in the country in uh, broken missed tackles. or missed tackles forced. Yeah. So that that's the kind of indicator that tells me it's like batting average again on balls in play. It's like, eventually if you keep it up, you're going to break some of those long ones. This mm -hmm. seems like the perfect spot for Trey Benson to pull that off in this game um, on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know. Let the good times keep rolling, man. Kalen Deloach obviously was talked a lot about on social media this past week for his ability to chase uh, chase after Malik Cunningham all game. I, I just I feel like he is just ready to pop onto the national scene, and it's good to have two linebackers that are of that quality with him and Tatum Bethune. So I'm going to be keeping my eyes on Kalen Deloach in this game. I was like, as you were one for two last week. I think you had Johnny Wilson. I think <laughs> like last week, and also you had Tatum Bethune, Tatum Bethune kind of hit with that. Last week I had DJ Lundy, who actually was your number three rated, actually overall defender mm -hmm. up for PFF. Offensively, I'm going to ride there with you. I think Trey Benson kind of has to be that guy. I think he's basically, I love the batting average balls and play theory. But overall to me, I think Trey Benson is definitely the player that basically we're going to be watching. But on the defense side of the ball, I'm going to go with someone who needs to step up because of, because of lost Jared Verse. I want to see Derek McClendon kind of basically showcase, you know, how he is. We, we talked about how the offensive line is nothing short of offensive. So to me, Derek McClendon is a player that he's a little more well-rounded with the run, with, with his contained, with his run fits, and also with rushing the passer. passer. To me, him uh, him hitting and basically making Phil Dracovic's day a nightmare will lead him to making many mistakes, may miss balls. So to me, overall, Derek McClendon is going to be my player to watch on defense. Yeah, it, this should, again, this should be a pick your poison. You should see a lot of defensive players have great days and pad their stats in this game. And if that doesn't happen, I still think you don't need a great defensive performance to win this game. I think this should be a comfortable win, but I'm really looking forward to seeing like the upper limit of what these defensive players can do both individually and as a unit. No, 100%. Now, before we go, Dave, do you have any last words for the folks at home? And also, folks, this is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has an easy way to be RLA sports action at FSU. 
The line has now moved to minus 18 with Jordan Travis coming, basically coming in. So hop into that quickly, folks, before it gets even higher to 21. Dave, any final thoughts? Yeah, my final thoughts are I'm going to apologize in advance to Boston College because this, like I said, should be an absolute laugher regardless of the combination or proportion of quarterback play we have, whether it's Jordan Travis or Tate Rodemaker. Boston College shouldn't be able to score much on us. And this should finally be a game where in the fourth quarter we're not sitting there holding our remote ready to throw it through a window or a TV. <laughs> yeah, please don't do that, folks. Either. We don't condone that kind of behavior here on right. Seminoles. But, uh, yeah, I completely agree. This should be a laugher. This should be a game that we can just relax, chill, and head on into Sunday 4-0 and remain undefeated overall. But, yeah. folks, thank you guys so much for each and every single one of you for being a Lockdown Seminoles for us each and every single day. And we appreciate all the love and support. And thank you for the patience for this week has been a little bit more difficult as in Dave is moving into a new house and for some reason he had has little to no internet. I don't know. We can discuss that at a later date and then myself being basically under the weather the past few days. But for myself, this was Drake and that was Dave. We'll see y'all next time on Locked on Seminole. Take care, everybody, and go Knowles. Happy game day, go Knowles, baby.